This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. She isn't afraid to dissect an issue, even if it ruffles some feathers. With Global Top Talkers, here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. And it is our Global Talkers. Tonight we bring in Drex, host of The Shift on Late Nights on Global News Radio and Rob Breckenridge, Global News Radio 770 Calgary. Hey, guys. Howdy. Good evening. Well, this, uh, this story comes right out of your neck of the woods, and um, I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm kind of surprised. The BC woman caught in a racist rant at the Denny's in Lethbridge. Imagine that. Kelly Polka has been rehired after being fired for this. Take a listen. Because you know what? You're dealing with a Canadian woman right now, and I will leap across the table and punch you right in your f-ing mouth. <laughs> Go back to your f-ing country. We don't, don't need say you like here. that is big. Just, you know just what? Respect. Excuse me? Just respect. Don't say like that. Relax. We all Excuse me? Relax. So we've heard it. It's ugly, and um, she is getting a second chance. I'll start with you, Drex. Should she? Absolutely. You know, people do bad things, and uh, sometimes people say things they shouldn't say. I think she's realized that she said that as well, because there was so much noise around when it happened, when she lost her job. So maybe she has seen perhaps the error of her ways and Mm -hmm. thought, maybe I don't need to be that person. Second chances are okay, sure. Yeah, Rob, I mean, look, that's a a tough hill to climb back on. But the the reality is we really didn't ever hear her side of the story. And so I I get on first judgment, it's really easy to kind of walk away from that and be disgusted. But again, we only heard one side. Right. I, although I'm not sure what we're, we're thinking we missed in the story here. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to be I'm trying to be generous. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I think, look, after the fact, she expressed regret. And, I, I, you know, I think her position was that's not a true reflection of who I am, which which may be the case. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm OK with her getting a second chance. I mean, she's not entitled to a second chance. I, I think, uh, you know, her employer uh, was certainly reasonable on their end when, when they saw this happen and say, look, this isn't someone we want to be associated with. Uh, that's their decision to make. I, I do think it's interesting that when we see these these kinds of, you know, social media <clears throat> mob yeah. justice kind of responses that, yeah, I get that we want to call attention and condemn somebody, but what is the penalty, right? I mean, should she lose her job and then get it back in a week? Should she lose her job and never have a job again? Should nobody ever be allowed to hire this person? At what point has she paid the price? And I, I think that's a reasonable question to ask, right? Because we want people to be held accountable for their actions. We do want to condemn what, what you know, certainly in this case seemed uh, racist and, and hateful. But where does it end? And when do we feel as though we've, we've got our pound of flesh here? Well, I think I think the social media mob got more. I mean, if you've ever been under that kind of assault, I can only imagine uh, what she's been through. And she's going to have to, you know, defend this for the rest of her life because people know, know who she is, where she's from, mm-hmm. what her name is. So anytime someone brings it up, she's also going to have to deal with, oh, aren't you that woman that said that thing in the Denny's that time? No, that's and my cousin. Yeah, and she's going to have to say, look, I'm not that person. I've changed as a, per- as a person. This is a learning moment for me. And let's hope she took it as a learning moment, because I think we all learned something from that. Yeah, no kidding. 
Um, let's talk about Jerry Diaz. He's the president of one of the biggest private trade unions in the country. He got a lot of people talking, and I'll be uh, having him on at 9 o'clock um, to kind of duke this thing out. But he basically said in the Huffington Post in an editorial that at 65, or if you're close to it, 65-year-olds should kind of duck out, get out of the game, and allow the younger generations to come in for opportunities. And I'll start with you on this, Rob. I, You know, what's wrong with being 65? And most people in the private sector who don't have a nice kind of generous uh, pension from the union, it's very difficult for a lot of people to step out of the game. Well, it is. I was surprised to see that from Jerry Dias. I mean, a self-professed progressive going against what's been established is, is kind of a human right in this country. I mean, human rights commissions across the country, uh, I don't think would look too fondly upon any kind of uh, mandatory retirement. And, and and I tend to look at it, though, from, from the individual point of view. I mean, if someone is 65 or 75, for that matter, wants to keep working, is able to keep working, I, I'm not sure why why they shouldn't be allowed to. I mean, the point he makes in his his, his op-ed about you know that, that you need new blood or fresh ideas. I mean, look, employers can decide for themselves which of their employees are offering something and and which aren't, and and they can make uh, employment decisions on that basis. Uh, certainly, I think what we've done in, in creating uh, tax-free savings accounts and other ways to help Canadians save for retirement, sure, let's do more of that. So when people get to 65 or 75 or whatever it is and say, yeah, I'm done working and I'm able to retire, so now that's what I'm going to do, I think that should be what we strive for. Yeah, it would also be ageist. I mean, I'll never retire because I'll never have a proper pension to get, carry me through. But, you know, I, I only feel like it's towards the uh, later years that you actually have the experience. You know, you work so hard in your young years to get the experience and bring Bring something to the table, um, Drex, and then all of a sudden they want to replace you with someone younger. Yeah, yeah. My dad is just going through this now. He turned sixty-five in December of yeah. last year. He was a butcher for fifty years. The day after he retired, my mum and him bought their very first business together because they don't have enough retirement savings. So my parents have now gone from my mom having a government job to my dad having mm-hmm. his butcher job, and they're now actually driving around the country with an ice cream van going to the different uh, midways that are happening. Oh, that's awesome. That's how they're paying for their retirement. So they yeah. treat it as a, as a moving holiday. So that works for them. So, yeah, to, to tell someone after a certain age that they can't work anymore, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of like you're, you're, you're old and done. It's, it's, and p- by the way, I mean, a lot of people getting older, I mean, they, they enjoy the work. I mean, what are yeah. you going to do, sit around and do nothing? No. Yeah, I had a, I had a, a friend of mine, uh, his dad was a high-up manager at Sears for years and years and years, and after he retired from Sears, he got bored, so he took a job as a Walmart greeter and <laughs> did that until the day he died, and he loved every second of it. Yeah. Um, Angus Reid has done a study showing half of Canadians would prefer a four-day work week if you do a 10-hour day versus five days at a shorter set of hours. Half would like a 30-hour week, and this is a big jump because they did a study like this in 1981, so 25% more want the shorter week. Where are you on this, Rob? Is that doable? Uh, not for us. <laughs> <laughs> in every other business, in a, in a union business, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. And I, I've actually talked to people uh, who have this. I mm. mean, either it's, it's already the, the setup in their workplace, or at least they have the option of it. Uh, and I think it's a really unique idea. I mean, give people that flexibility. And, you know, for employers who can offer this, you know, I mean, to be able to put that out there and say, hey, we're hiring and we offer this and give people that decision to say, you know, that works for my lifestyle or, you know, in terms of what I have to do every day, I prefer the eight hours. I, I, I like that, that notion of people competing for employees and, and offering uh, different work models and, and people having that flexibility. Sure, bring on more of that.
Yeah, Drex, I don't know. I mean, four days is a dream. I love how I feel after a three-day weekend. Um, yeah. But in this business, <laughs> 10 hours is the least you'll do in a day. So Yeah, I, I'm with Breckenridge on this. Uh, you know, if you can offer it as a, as a tool with all the other different options, say, for example, you know, because I do my show in the middle of the night, Chorus is very nice and lets me work partially from home, and yeah. that works for me, so yeah. I get to hang out with my family, and then I go do the show. I think if employers offer different ideas for different employees that works for them, then why not offer them? Uh, I, I think it would make the company more attractive as well. Yeah, for sure. It would, it would ease a lot of congestion. Whew. A lot of answers to that. All right, guys. Thank you. Good chat. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. That is Rob Breckenridge joining us from uh, Global News Radio 770 in Calgary and Drex, who's host of The Shift, which you can hear late nights on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.